Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod with you always on the day of freedom. It's the one only Daryl Joe's here. Hello, Benjamin. You are in familiar backgrounds. You are in the home of Fitbit Podcast, uh, yes. the studio up in Brunswick. And, Stupid uh, that- old studios, Brunswick, that's going to not be here in a couple of months. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a shame. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, I am doing my version of an outside broadcast, uh, which is I am sitting in my quarantine in Adelaide. Um, I don't know. Birds chirping. Like. There are birds. Ch- I've decided to broadcast from the backyard that I have. So I'm currently uh, sitting in the sunshine. I've got my sunnies on. I've got my sunscreen on. And yeah, you'll hear birds. You'll hear planes flying over because I wanted to feel part of the Big, big day for Victorians today. Huge day. Huge yeah. day. It started at midnight. I mean, I was you know, fast asleep by 10 o'clock. Do you reckon, but... um, yeah. Do you reckon folks started uh, moving oh, around? Yeah, the footage is crazy. People yeah. were just going absolutely bananas last night. They were drinking. Like Even this morning when I went for, uh, uh, and we'll touch on this, uh, I've started Couch to 5K again. And so this morning I was, uh, you know, doing uh, doing you know, early morning run slash walk slash puffing, uh, <laughs> but more people out and about. Like every other day, it's just like at five thirty, because six o'clock. There's no one there today. Yeah. Fucking people are out and about. It's it's like it, it already started. Like people are just coming out. Now you know. I mean, to be honest. Don't need to hear about how much people need to hit, hit, have haircuts. <laughs> I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, of all the things, like, I get people want to look good. I understand that. But it's just like, if you watch the news, every live crosses from a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is this, though, Ben. See, it's easy for you to say, but for good-looking people like me, it's, <laughs> such, a, it's such a big part of our identity. Oh. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, I'm it's... fucking hot. Mm. I am fucking hot. And the only reason I know that is... 25 years in a relationship, I can keep that woman. If it was anyone else, she wants to tap this every night. Cutting this out, yeah, definitely cutting this out. <laughs> definitely after last night's conversation. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's how attraction works. But anyway, look, uh, don't don't knock the hairdressers. I'm desperate for a haircut. Uh, I've been oh, trying man, to groom my eyebrows, um, um, you know, as I go. But really, I, I, I prefer professional hands on my eyebrows. Um, and um, Oh, you're like this, my- though, Dilly. Is uh, is uh, you like this? Is I and again, you're this. This is there's going to be a commercial coming out very soon where I am spruiking one of my favorite drinks, kombucha. Oh, oh nice! And uh, the funny thing about it is, I couldn't get a haircut because it was mm. shot in lockdown, and so I went everywhere and I said, I said, I was like, surely it's okay if I wear a hat because you know, on all film sets, when lighting is perfectly pitched at your face. They're more than happy to wear a hat. And so I went to the set going, I don't really need a haircut. Got to set and the director's like, you can't wear a hat. I was like, I haven't had a haircut. He's like, I know. I was like, so I'm going to look like this? He's like, yeah. So there's going to be an ad popping out where I'm like, I look homeless. (laughs) So the the idea that the kombucha is for everyone, not just people, uh, which is interesting because I... there is uh, this lady, Lee, who lives near my building. She's a homeless lady. And once in a while, I'll buy her groceries and stuff like that, all food for her. And I did remember the day one day I said, oh, you know, what would you want? She said, oh, a sandwich. And I'm like, what about a drink? So normally she says juice or whatever. Yeah. And the day she said kombucha, I was like, 
good on you. You're worried <laughs> yes. about your 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 probiotics, so you know. Well, uh, there's a big push, uh, especially for indigenous communities, to uh, uh, push uh, a lot of indigenous to get off. Uh, one way to get off. Um, uh, sugary drinks is to move to kombucha. Hence why one of the they biggest... Got a, they got, hence why they got a white man to promote it. No, because guess who I'm doing it with? Briggs. So, okay, nice. so Briggs is one of the ones. And he actually went to the brand, Remedies, and said, hey, look, I'm a big fan of you because you're the reason why I was able to get off sugary drinks. So a lot of people in Indigenous communities find it really hard. I mean, anyone finds it really hard, but it's rife through, especially a lot of Indigenous communities in the Northern Territory. But kombucha is hopefully getting them to switch it, especially remedies, because it's, you know, zero sugar. Anyway, so I look what forward to does Have you fully understood what kombucha is? Why is it so... Um, how, how, why is it so much less damaging than, than say, uh, soft drink? And yet, so fucking delicious. I know. Well, it's it's so interesting. And look, oh my god, we we we're going off on tangents, but it's it's something I oh, genuinely what? We, bring up. We us going off on tangents? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What kind of um, podcast is this? This is, but it's uh, it's. I think it's I think it's great, but largely because Australia as a whole just drinks so much sugary drinks, like it is crazy, and that now the idea that you know slowly kombucha can take over because it really just comes to. You know, like what is it, 15%, 15% or is it even more? Yeah. No, I think it's about 15% of people in Australia over the age of 25 have type 2 diabetes. Now, that's an insane figure, and that's largely due to health and lack of exercise, but a big part is it sugary drinks. People are just jammed but out Coke. What and- do you – yeah, sure, but I don't – what I don't understand, and this is me saying I don't get it, I don't understand how kombucha is a alternative uh, – to that, a better alternative to that, and yet tastes so good. So what am I missing? Why well, the, the, is it? Why does it taste like so it good. has sugar? I don't think. See, I don't think it does taste like it has sugar. Like if you put the two together, like it's such a bitterness mm. behind it. Like you know when is you it order bitter like or sour. Oh, no, it depends what you really, really get. Like I always, what is the difference between bitter and sour? What's well, huge difference? So bitter is like you, bitter is where it leaves like a sticky sort of taste. Where your like your like coffee's you know has a bitterness as well as a sourness, but more leans towards bitterness, right? Whereas, say, take a lemon, right? If you squeeze the fucking lemon on you, that's sour. But if you like, I don't know, bite into the rind, that's bitter. Yeah, okay, that's a great example. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. That's good a great example. It. I'm great with examples. But here's the thing, Benny. I still don't get it. I still like. I want to. I love kombucha. I've, I've, I've resisted kombucha even when I was doing my big um, no sugar for a month thing uh, last month, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of still more or less in that area. Once in a while, like even on cheat day, I might still have like maybe ice cream or something like that. But generally yeah, yeah. speaking, I think. I want to start leaning towards a, you know, very much less sugar in my in my lifestyle. Absolutely. Kombucha, I'm, I'm with so, you on that one, dude. But I didn't know whether kombucha breaks that or not. Because I understand, because zero sugar is a marketing tool by a lot of bad people, right? You can yeah. have zero sugar in um, your Coca-Cola, you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that drinking that's going to be good for you. You know what I mean? Zero sugar is something yeah. that I'm always got my alarms up or zero fat or non-fat. Like non-fat means, yeah. oh yeah, but we'll smash. High, high sugar. 
yeah or yeah or like uh, you know non-fat mayonnaise or whatever the real the way they get the consistency is with using xanthium gum and stuff like that which again is highly processed so i'm very my alarm bells are off i'm trying to go yeah. as natural as possible this is where this is if, if people are wondering where i'm at diet wise i'm uh, off the back of that podcast about processed food that I mentioned a few uh, episodes ago, I'm trying to do more whole foods uh, than, than, proce- than processed food. So even if I'm going to have tuna, for example, I'll try and get it fresh. I'll try to avoid the cans. Um, yep. uh, lentils, I love my lentils. I'm trying to do it as you know, as straight from the packet as opposed to the tin. You know what I mean? Like I yep. want it to. I want the the preservation to be minimized. I'm lucky enough that I don't need to like. And lack of packaging. Like once you buy yeah. bulk and you can do it, um, yeah. that's why, because we've, we've got friends that, you know, are doing, are doing the bulk, but also taking a step further where they, they don't want to use soft plastics, which I absolutely am in awe of that oh, you've got the space yeah, I, and the I'm, organization to be able to do that because you yeah. need the space to be able. We've got a lot of jars. Like we do a fair bit with like. You can start putting them in your socks. But what's that? Start putting the lentils and stuff in your socks. You've got 60 of them. Um, <laughs> I do, I do. So, uh, yeah, so all of that said, I still don't quite fully understand. I'm st- Look, put it this way. I want to be wrong. Also, I want to be yeah. proven wrong that my paranoia around kombucha is unfounded because it is this miracle drink. Um, there is yeah. a podcast I love called Fake Doctors, Real Friends with uh, the guys from Scrubs. And they're sponsored by GT's Kombucha. And they even had the guy who's for, who originated GT's Kombucha. And he, he's been doing it for like 20, 25 years or something. It's now mainstream. But at the time, he was just like pushing it because of how much benefit he, his family had or whatever uh, from switching from soft drink to that. And, you know, it it, it just fe- it feels like a treat. And it, 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 I genuinely, I I genuinely like don't. I genuinely don't enjoy it any less than I would a Coke. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to have a soft drink, having a kombucha does not make me feel like, oh, this is good, but this is no, you know, solo, or this is no Coke or whatever. Like Coke is still the best soft drink in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's from marketing, whether it's from my just own taste over the years or whatever, I love Coke, right? But I went a whole year without Coca-Cola after the jungle. I think the jungle was the last time I had it. And then all of last year, I didn't have it at all. But um, yeah, I I reckon there's something about kombucha that is just so like lovely. And everyone's like, yeah, zero sugar. But what's the truth behind it, Ben? You as a sponsor. (laughs) <laughs> well, I look because it's so funny because like they it's it's in conjunction with Movember, so they talked about how why why when did I start drinking uh, kombucha and it's when mm. I quit alcohol. So for me, uh, it was, yes, yes, that's a great one, and that and that was the big replacement. So and mm. the examples I give was, you know, I talked about all the steps I took to uh, reduce uh, my alcohol intake. And kombucha was a big part of it, only because it was a great alternative when you're at the pub or when you're camping. And the example I give is, you know, and I've talked about it on the podcast, is when you're camping, uh, which I didn't know this, that the original guys who started this kombucha brand actually wanted to have the amber ale bottles so mm. it looked like they were drinking beer. So in the original from the get-go, they wanted to do that. And that's what makes it so good. And so, you know, the trick I always give is if you're camping, you don't want to be hassled by your other friends, take a stubby holder with something, you know, you know, with a, like, you know, a, a weird phrase on it. So the one I always <laughs> use is is the, the one I got when I did a corporate in Deniliquin. And so when you put the beer in it, then so it goes, mate, what are you drinking there? And I was like, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking something a lot cooler when I was in Denny. Am I right? Been to the Ute Muster? 
Conversation diverted. You're talking about the Denny Ute Master and you're having a kombucha and no one knows the difference. I never want to go camping with you after that story. (laughs) Is that what the chats are all? Um, Hey, I got WebMD up here. I just want to quickly read. Um, Kombucha is made by mixing tea with sugar and other ingredients, fermenting at room temperature. What a green tea. Yeah, black, green, red, or white tea. Mm. Uh, uh, Room temperature for seven to to 14 days with a specific mix of yeast and bacteria. Um, People use kombucha for cancer, high blood pressure, and many other conditions, but there is no good scientific evidence to support these uses. How does it work? Kombucha contains alcohol, vinegar, B vitamins. Now, the alcohol is so small, right? That I'm blind. That... I was blind after the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, caffeine, sugar, and other substances. Kombucha might act as an antioxidant. Side effects. Kombucha Acidity. is possibly safe for most uh, adults. Kombucha has been reported to cause some side effects, including stomach problems, yeast infections, allergic reactions, yellow skin, that is jaundice, nausea, vomiting, and, and death. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I feel like that's uh, But I think, I, think, I think what they're saying is, <laughs> yeah, anything can cause death. Even water, if you drink too much. If you drink too much water, you can die. Like What we always say is moderation. If you are drinking four liters of Coke a day and you went, you know what? I'm going to change my life around and change it to four liters of kombucha a day. You know, those high levels of acidity is going to destroy your teeth. Like it's going to happen anyway. So it's just right, but it's to... still less damaging than totally than it, soft were... drink. Now, it... where do you think it falls in terms of juices? A freshly squeezed mango juice versus <laughs> a. Um, that, that's that's me singing an Eddie's ad line from freshly squeezed mango juice. Anyway, uh, freshly squeezed mango juice uh, versus kombucha. Where do you think it falls? Well, it really, I, I think it just becomes it's the it's the level of of sugar in each one of those drinks. The level of of glucose. Well, mango like, has a high amount of of, of sugar. A yeah. mango fruit. So does kombucha? I mean, look, look, we're never gonna, we're not going to figure this out. Well, let's, let's, the same thing is it always comes back to. If you drank water, you'd be more healthy for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that it's that same thing. Yeah, where it's like, sure, but water is not always the most fun way to live life. Oh, absolutely <laughs> you know, not. Yeah. So, Fitbit, if anything, has been about us trying to figure out a lifestyle that is going I, to. So, uh, what kind of example is um is you know like you want to mix it up. If you mix it up and add variety in your diet, and even like we're talking about, you know, like you know, drinks, I reckon variety allows you not to then binge on the one drink. So I do have some kombucha in there, but I'm not going to have it every day. But I'll have it like as a night drink with Myra and I in the backyard, especially because you know, uh, you know, the weather's getting better. Mm. I have my grapefruit every morning because it just gives me a real kick rather yeah, than you know right. slamming down uh, a coffee. And then like when I'm out and about. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's been so long. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, speaking of out and about, so the big news is that Victoria is out of uh, how many days? What's the total, Benny? Of well, the total is for me. It started yesterday. So for me, it started. So everyone's celebrating Freedom Day today. But for every no, 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 parent, no, 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 no. I'm talking about how many days of lockdown did Victoria have? Do you know? It's like 260 something, right? Two. Oh yeah, about 260 something. It's. I don't think we we just under 270 days well, of lockdown. Well, what what I find fascinating, and you know, maybe someone can explain this to me. Uh, Why are you? Hopefully, you can. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> yeah, it just it just seems so weird that. We're out of lockdown, and yet you're doing quarantine. Like I know they're the rules, oh, yeah. but fuck, we did. Because then, if, if no, no, I'm if, doing I'm doing quarantine for a whole different reason. I'm trying to get to yeah. I know that. I know that. But it's just like now, like that, like the announcement today, this morning from Qantas. It's like, it's like with the Freedom Day today and Qantas' announcement. It's like, 
are, are we just completely open now? Australia, all aboard, we're ready to go. Like, we are we mm. are opening up. Like, people go, is there going to be another lockdown? I was like, fuck, we are. We are going from zero to 100 very yeah. fucking Well, that's quickly. the thing. This is what I was going to say before, which is like, can maybe you can help me understand how this works or what's the, what's the thinking behind this. Uh, we are uh, having freedom today in Victoria. Um, yeah. uh, we went into this lockdown with two new cases. <laughs> What were the case numbers yesterday before this Freedom Day is announced? <laughs> oh, that was very, that was very good, Bill. Um, today, uh, yesterday's case was 2,000, uh, uh, 2,300. It was 2,200 and something. Uh, I love okay. it. So we went into a hard lockdown uh, at two num- numbers of two, two, two cases, and oh, we are no. coming out of lockdown with literally 1,000 more cases per day. We're, no, we're breaking records. We're breaking, breaking records. So... If I were to guess, um, I would say it's because when we went into lockdown, we weren't as vaccinated as um, we are today. That there's more people double vaccinated, oh, and the system it's crazy. Like, is that is that is that the thing? A hundred percent. We are we are you know at the rate we're going, there is a possibility that our country get ninety percent vaccination, which will be the highest by what even ten percent than any other country. And it's these amazing. moments like this, here's the thing. I am someone who is not smart enough to fully understand uh, reading and comprehension and, and things like that isn't my strength, uh, yeah. or rather it doesn't come as quickly to me as most people. So I, 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 just, I just have faith in, um, in people actually doing the research and studies and stuff like that. But it's in moments like this <laughs> that I can understand why... Um, conspiracy theorists and stuff like that lose, lose their, their mind. Lose their yeah. mind because when you just put the numbers in front of me of saying we got two cases, we're going to go into hard lockdown. Guess what? We had two thousand three hundred cases today, but we are coming out of lockdown tomorrow. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like that. I I can see why if you're a if you're someone who's skeptical about the government and skeptical about all of this, it, it, it's the, the, it, it, it's it's reasonable for me to see how someone would go go you know think that everyone is stupid. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it comes back to like you said. It's it's like you know, it's whether people are uh, informed and 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 understand the knowledge, or they pick and choose the media yeah. that they want to digest. Yeah, and that's... see, I'm I'm not a religious person at all. I don't. I I always claim that I'm a very much an evidence based thing. I don't. Uh, there's not enough evidence for me to feel like there's a creator in this. You know, the traditional terms of it. But yet, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm like, ah, I put faith in. <laughs> I yeah. put so much faith, and I'm going with things that I don't believe, you know, so, I mean? and sorry that I haven't um, understood myself. I'm like, yeah, I trust you. You tell me. T- t- totally. And, and, and uh, as a parent, have a drink as a oh parent um, is you have to, because, you know, like, like uh, this is the second day I dropped my daughter off to school, which was a yeah. huge thing. Huge. Mm. You know, there were parents, there were more parents crying than kids going in. <laughs> like, I'm not lying. There were yeah. parents visibly emotional, just going, finally, my kid came in all life. But it is weird to put a mask on a seven-year-old. Yeah. Now that that is that is weird because also I I make him a decision going. My child's not vaccinated. I wish she was. She can get it. Now the chances of her getting it are high. Symptoms are low. But we're all vaccinated, so our chance of getting it is very minimal now. But our kids aren't. So and we're opening up. So it is. I have to have complete faith in the research. <laughs> In the middle of it, thinking that my kids are okay, and that's that is a tough one to swallow sometimes because you're like, you know, like I'm, I, I would, I, I wish, you know, they're saying by the end of next year maybe there might be one for kids because they've got to, you know, go through the ring of testers. But you know, I'm like you, it's like I'll, I, 
I'm putting all my faith in the research and yeah. the medical profession. Which it is, is a tough one. It is a tough one to swallow, but I suppose it comes back to we, you and I are of the belief that what's harder to swallow is when you don't have a sense of taste or smell and you're dying of a virus. <laughs> Fucking oath. And so the biggest thing... thing that's, the, that's the ultimately, I think that's where everyone... As there's a plane coming over. Isn't that nice? It feels like the world is normal again. Wow. I know. It's, um, it sounds like I think a small plane, to, though. It is <laughs> it a tiny like a plane. Cessna. It's a tiny plane, and I think it's about to land in my backyard. Um, so I think it just comes down to what you believe the impact of the virus is on your body. And if you believe that you are of an age or whatever that... Uh, can deal with the virus better than say the vaccine can or whatever that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it's that it's ultimately that what, what's your belief, you know what I mean? And whether you believe that by getting the vaccine yourself, regardless of your age category or whatever, actually benefits those who are more vulnerable. I think that's yeah, where yeah, ultimately. Yeah. Like, just so there's no confusion to anyone listening to this. We think everyone should get the vaccine. Yes. Okay. Well, this is like, just, Unless a doctor specifically recommends Exactly. But not. if you are a normal average person, you're 24 or 45 or whatever, go get vaccinated. You know, even then it's too late. I was in hospital. I was in lockdown. I spoke to the nurses who said the most common phrase is, when people have COVID, can I have the vaccine now? And by then it is too late. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and, and all you need to do is speak to those frontline people who yeah. are... And just look again, the, the, the numbers of, of the, the number of people that are dying uh, from COVID of vaccine versus unvaccinated is so just like huge that for me, it's a no brainer to get vaccinated, right? It's a no brainer. Yeah. But, but I also, uh, you know, think that there's so much fucking bullshit, uh, so much noise <laughs> out there from both so sides, much. so much noise from both sides that even, like I said, the specific thing that I brought up before i can see why people are like well that doesn't make sense to me so they all they're all full of shit you know what i mean like it's like no 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 slow down slow down you know but you know it's funny though i the noise i rarely see the noise like i hear about all this uh, like uh, misinformation on social media but because of my algorithm i don't see it do you know what i mean like it's quite interesting that i hear about it on the news and unless you go looking for it like if mm -hmm. you're in that world it's in your algorithm and it's in your feed all the time but if you're not in that world it doesn't pop up on my feeds or it doesn't pop up on my news i actively i actively constantly a lot of my um youtube algorithm is around uh health like you know yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. quite a lot of stuff uh crypto uh yeah. and uh and right-wing uh ideologies uh just generally like genuinely because yeah. i am i am mainly you know surrounded by left-leaning ideologies right my 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 industry, my partner, my family, myself, we're all sort of center to left, right? Yeah. So I like seeing what these alternative discussions are, if nothing else, just to reinforce why I choose to look at the world the way I do. So I like it being challenged. I don't like the idea of, you know, picking a position and then blocking yourself to any argument. For me, that, well, that that's is... The, that's the, that's another podcast. But you, like you said, I know, that's that's the issue we have. The left yeah. is so left and the right is so right and there's fuck all in the middle. Well, that's exactly it. So for me, I, I, you know, my YouTube has got fucking Ben Shapiro. It's got Joe Rogan. It's got uh, 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 fucking Jordan Peterson, all this. And, 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 you know, and this is the other thing as well that I've learned is that 
you know, we had Seren on the podcast uh, on the Patreon episode, Patreon. and he talked about Sadhguru, uh, uh, one of these intro points into spirituality, and and how certain things, like later on, Sadhguru was talking about not having garlic and not having whatever. He's like, oh, <laughs> right. But I still believe that you can chew, pick, cherry pick what is useful to you, what is beneficial Absolutely. to you. Just because you know you don't buy into the idea of not using garlic, which was controversially in my carbonara on MasterChef a couple of weeks ago, that nearly got me kicked out of the show, um, but. For me, I just think that doesn't mean that the, the just because you don't believe in everything that this person, or sorry, just because everything doesn't resonate with you, totally. what this person said, doesn't mean you should miss out on the lessons that are of value. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't just go blanket statement. This is this person. I, I fundamentally disagree with them on this point. Therefore, everything they say from now onwards is useless. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I try to, I try my best to be objective when I, when I, um, when I have my um, self-teaching, I guess, you know, and that I think applies to any listener of this podcast specifically that we've always tried to be a show that isn't about telling you what to do, nah. but it's just sort of trying to get you a snap, uh, trying to share a snapshot of where we're at right now and what uh, we're doing health-wise. All of these things that we discuss is ultimately, I'd like to think that we're doing this to try and A, entertain, number one. We're ho- the idea yeah. of this podcast is to be a fun, entertaining one. But but based on the number of messages we get from people, the number of uh, messages that we get from people varying from why, how the podcast inspired them to get fitter, how it inspired them to get sober, to start seeking therapy. Like those, yes. are, those are those are incredible. And I love that the reason maybe it resonates with people because we've never said do this or do that. It's about what are you doing? What am I doing? Do you know what I mean? What's, what's your current version of trying to be better than yesterday? Uh, and, uh, and just on that note, and we might just... push, we might push back on each other Absolutely. because we're two mates talking to each other. But in terms of the listeners, it's never meant to be fucking, you know, do call showers every day. Otherwise you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, on saying that is I did post uh, that I was celebrating at four years at no booze. And mm. again, just a reminder, so many lovely messages from our listeners going, Hey, just so you know, I've done nine months. You know, yeah. and uh, and you know, seeing that really spurs me on. Or someone goes, "I've done six weeks," or "I've done mm. you know eight weeks," and mm. and you know, we and we always say that we try different things. Like I'm doing Couch to Five K again, and I didn't think I'd do it again because yeah, I prefer. I, to... I don't remember you doing it for the first time in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in did the you first, do Couch? In the first lockdown, we talked about it. in the first lockdown. I did it all the way from start right. to finish, right, and right, then. Right. And then it got all the way to 5K and then, yeah, did it for a fair bit. And then we came out of lockdown and then um, I was, it had hurt my hips a bit, but I was, you know, I got to 5K and, and I think my, my best one was, you know, one used to, I used to post it occasionally, but like riding was just more comfortable in my body. But because mm. now I'm in that position where it's like, like you said, it's like, you know, you have all these tools in your tool belt that you've learned over the years. You just pick and choose. And so because yeah. I can't ride till next year, and that's what I've been told. Mm. Um, so therefore, it's like, you know, I said, well, what can I do? And he said, you can do light jogging. I was like, well, I, I know one program that worked last time. Yeah. I might as well do it again. And because I've been waking up, you know, like it's so funny. It's been like a week and a half, maybe nearly two weeks where I've got my morning routine back. And again, it's like, you know, it's that thing where I was like, you know, I missed it. And I wish I had an alternative to that morning routine when I was sick and in hospital, but I didn't. And that was tough. But now that the fact that I've got it, I can, you know, like we always talk about like habit stacking, you know, habit stacking, you know, is one of the greatest because in the morning you can do it before the kids get up. And I know for a lot of parents are like, you're insane getting up before that, but that's what works for me. 
what that's is my time what first of all what is habit stacking and secondly who are these parents telling you that you're insane <laughs> uh, most of them are my friends who need sleep and to go don't go to bed before 1 a.m <laughs> yeah so why are you even giving them any more oxygen it's like no, it's just, i always it's... find it fascinating when there are the naysayers of something they're never the ones who are doing better than you yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean if you just keep an eye out for anyone who's trying to tear you down about your approach to your career your approach to um health and fitness and mental well-being totally it's never the it's never the poster children for them doing it well like you know what i mean anyone who's having a go at something you say yeah. your career wise you just it's never anyone who is you know doing it better than you a anyone uh, who is like say above you career-wise Always is supportive and going, yeah, do what Always. you can. Yeah. Always. And right. currently more than ever, especially right. yeah, coming out of lockdown. I, you know, and maybe that's because I'm I'm a lot more grateful. And we talked about it on again, the the Seren podcast is really good because I do talk about how for some you know, my experience in hospitals now, I, you know, I'm a bit more grateful. I, I have a different perspective on things where mm. I'm genuinely, you know, enjoying being out of hospital and being with my family and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, Deal. It's the naysayers that quite often are people who are struggling. And sometimes yeah. you've got to have empathy for those people as well, even though well, they're with it being the mean ones. It's been a really great reframe for me because I, there's specifically someone in my life who's not in my life anymore um, that I cut off like a really bad habit along with alcohol um, that used to have maybe some sort of impact like that. And I realized every time they did it, I reframed it as like, oh, that's how good I'm going. Is that sinister their, their comments got that just shows you how much you're improving as a person because ultimately with the naysayers or the negative voices or the haters, let's call it that, it's easier for them to try to bring you down than to ele elevate themselves. There is more, it's more comfortable for them to try and bring it. So, so for example, a particular person that comes to mind was one of the few people who told me that I'm now boring now that I don't drink. It's a very hurtful and harsh thing to hear from a mate, especially when you're struggling to stay sober. So that obviously initially hurt because I valued this person's opinion at the time, but then it made me realize, oh no, it's because they have a drinking problem themselves. They just never acknowledged it. And also whenever I was around, I was so much worse than them that they took the spotlight off them. So maybe having me be more destructive and bringing myself further down, they don't have to feel as bad about themselves. So once you start viewing haters in that frame of mind, it really is a freeing way to look at your, like the, the, the actual meaning behind it. So if someone, for example, I love the idea that there's online, hate. there are people who might dislike what I do and I don't even know them. That is hilarious to me that there are things like that. And there are people maybe, you know, within our peer group or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that's so funny that you carry this opinion of me. And here I am. All I'm focused on is trying to be better and kinder to the people around me and the people I love. Right. So in terms of the naysayers, it's remembering, like going back to this thing about your parents, whoever's saying you're crazy for doing that. I, I really resent that sentiment by your friends because it's like you're well, doing whatever yeah, you, you can I just no no i know no like I, <laughs> i'm sure you're friends but i'm just saying that mindset that that type of negative throwing at you um whether it was hyperbole or not or whatever they said but my point being they are passing judgment on your attempt to make your life as best as possible just because it doesn't suit the way they want you to be they want you to be someone who sleeps in. They want you to be someone who's drinking till 1 a.m. or whatever. Well, they become, like, you become a mirror to them. So yeah. 
So that that's for like in this, I'm being harsh, but it it is like you said with the hope. It's it was done in jest, like you know, sure. like you know. But but agree, but that's also a reflection on they don't want to be where they are at the yeah, moment, and that's exactly. quite often where people are at. They're like, I, I, I can't do what you do, but you also know? I'm not projecting the fact that I think I'm better than them, and that's what a lot of people assume when they can't make the decision to improve themselves. Therefore, they project on you, which therefore thinks, oh, you think you're better than me, and it becomes yeah. a spiral out of control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is this classic thing of like people just thinking that the things that you're trying to do is somehow um, a, a reflection of where they're at. Like comparison to someone else is like uh, is such a death of of joy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to read this quote from uh, James Clear that came out just yesterday. So aptly timed. We often ruin. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> um, where is the one that I found? Never, uh, here we go. Never be so busy comparing what you have that you forget how fortunate you are to have it. Yeah, I love that. I I just genuinely think that. So it's that thing of it's in that line of me going. I I remember even when I did the marathon and I was so excited and so such a huge achievement for someone who couldn't run a hundred meters 20 months before that. And, you know, this was at the time when I was in that toxic cesspit of Twitter and someone was uh, Steve Bonaghetti like retweeted my thing or something like huge yeah. Aussie marathon champion, you know? Amazing. Uh, and someone was like, does, do people know that they don't need to run marathons? And I was like, Oh my God, you've completely, <laughs> you, you have so much more um, comfort in the world of assuming that people, you know, don't have to do the things that you don't want to do just because you don't want to do it. Doesn't mean that you're totally. a bad person or that you're failing in some way. I choose to do it. I'm, I am I look at it as like, I don't have to do a marathon. Sure, I get to do a marathon. This is going back to what we talked about a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Do you know how proud I am that I was able to, to bring myself out of my 125 kilos to be able to complete 42.2 kilometers? Like that is yeah. a, a celebration of what I am a, was able to do at that time in my life. Yeah. That's all it is. And that you can never take that away from me. That at some point in my life, I was able to do that with my body. And I'm super chuffed, right? Yeah. So that's my little, uh, little, you know, picking up on that person saying you're crazy for waking up early. All the point of it is just, man, try your best never to, never to let those noises affect your uh, genuine, because I love it. I love, I love that you wake up early to try and make sure you're, because ultimately it's about how can you be the best father and, and what exactly. So and I that's... love that you're doing that. And I, and it, and I guess it bums me out when someone is not championing totally. you and, and is instead trying to bring you down. But, but as the example I said, is at the moment now, things are still hard. There's, there's, there's you know, there's going to be definitely lag over such a lockdown and being in lockdown for so long and it's going to take time to, to settle. But, you know, people go, what's one of the main reasons I said, so, at the moment now, everyone who wakes up in my household is a grumpy fuck in the morning. It's insane. But I'm not. So I have the patience. I'm rearing to go. I can mm. deal with it if it needs to be extra cuddles or the debate of what type of shorts Taya is going to wear or that Minky wants to flip the table because she doesn't want to have that piece of apple. I'm ready. I can deal with it. And for mm. me, that makes my life a lot easier. That by the time I come here, you know, I have my, you know, what I want to do, you know, you know, my every my daily to-do checklist. That now with my morning routine, two-thirds of that have already done. That's incredible. That's I've even started huge. the day. And so that's it's, huge. it's just so and that's kind of where I was uh 
before the operation. You know, when you're like, yeah. oh, I've, I've done this for a month, and then the operation, and again, all the complications. You know, and you know, and I'm, you know, that operation is going to ultimately take me six months to recover. And and that's that's where it is. That's where it's at. But now it's just that the fact that I've got that back. I'm like, oh, okay. This is you know, this is amazing. Like this is, you know, just doing something that you know makes me genuinely feel uh, good in the morning. In saying that, with the naysayers, again, I'm 100 percent behind with Dill. I try to um, uh, you know shut them out or just don't don't let them take over you. The one thing I just wanted to add to that is quite often it's very hard when the naysayers is your partner. Um, and that I always think always probably requires a difficult conversation because if that is, if you're facing that every day, that's pretty tough mm-hmm. um, from the person that you've chosen to be with. Um, but I always say that, you know, it's better to have the difficult conversation now than have a, a more difficult conversation later. Uh, sure. Oh, you're with the wrong partner. <laughs> yeah. so, There's that but too. Again, don't get me wrong. Like, for example, if your behavior is causing, um, um, conflict to what you truly want. For example, if your obsession, say for example, obsession to be fast at 5K is not you specifically, somehow means yeah. that you're less engaged as a husband and a parent or whatever, then you could say that's a value valid discussion going, well, what is more important to you, being a good father or being a fast runner? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's good to have people pushing you back. I'm not saying find a partner that's completely championing everything you do. <laughs> but I just think that ultimately, if it's your, you know, something that truly... Um, truly value and you think is important to you is not understood by them maybe then it's a communication issue you need to communicate to them why this is a a non-negotiable thing that you need to do or i think yeah find someone new (laughs) but but going back to going back to habit stacking uh no habit stacking i asked that question in oh yeah habit stacking so it's just trying to do uh, just try to do, you know, not that you have to do two habits at the same time, but if you can do uh, a whole bunch of habits that you want to do throughout the day, rather than spacing out the day, if there's an opportunity to do them together in yeah. this instant, then then you can get more out of the way. So, yeah. and also, link, I think uh, in from James Clear's, I've got to read that book again. I love it. Uh, the uh, Atomic Habits thing is like trying to tack on a a pleasure seeking habit with a benefit habit. So, for yeah. example. I'm going to try this from tomorrow, which is uh, there's an app called Blinkist, which I subscribed to last year. And I was like, oh, shit, fuck, I haven't used it enough. It's basically a uh, audio 15 to 20 minute audio summary of uh, various self-help books. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily that you're going to get the same impact of reading the entire book, but you kind of get some of the key takeaway points that might inspire you to maybe change behavior uh, or at least inspire you to read the book or something like that. Either way, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to miss out. Like, you're not, sorry, you're not going to waste time listening to 15 minutes of a summary of a book. Right. Yeah. Um, even if you take away one point. So I'm going to try with my morning coffee to listen to one blink list, something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? And what I do already is I watch if I'm well with my morning coffee, I'll watch a YouTube clip around self-development or something like that or, yeah. crypto or whatever it is, something that I know is not just um, consumed for the sake of uh, entertainment. It's like adding value. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's, I, I think that having second is really good. Someone uh, the, in James Clear, they uh, in the book, he uses the example of this guy who rigged his treadmill 
to the electricity system. So uh, yeah, to his net, to his, sorry, to his Netflix account, so that the Netflix account can only work if the treadmill, if you're running yeah. on the treadmill. That's which amazing. I, which I absolutely love. I, 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 always, I always like that one because you're just like, you know, you're just pedaling. Because, you know, there's all these like, artists talking about, hey, we're putting on a concert, it's carbon neutral, you know, because it takes 60, 60 cyclists to power this amazing, and you're like, like I just like the idea that can you imagine if that was with everything that you're doing? Like it, there's festivals where you, you get a smoothie made and someone on the bicycle and you have to make your own smoothie. Like I, I love that kind of shit. But the example I'll give is my habit stacking at the moment is uh, I'll wake up early in the morning uh, to do exercise. Uh, but then afterwards, you know, the reward is that I will come back home and I will, I will turn on the sauna and then in the sauna I will do my meditation and I'll do my stretching. So in that, I'm doing mm. two that I would usually probably do separately, mm. uh, but I've got this. Uh, I got my dad to build me a box in the sauna at a certain height that'll allow me to stretch in a particular way, which is great. And then, so I do my stretching, and then I have my cold shower. Are you shower. trying to suck your own dick? <laughs> oh, mate! Has anyone seen that? What's, what's that movie called? Uh, what's the movie called? The sh- short bus. Short bus. Short bus. That is an amazing scene. If you have not seen that, where a man sucks his own penis and ejaculates on his own face. I remember watching that for the first time, and it is, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's, <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never forget watching that. Like, and it's right at the start. So if you don't want to watch the whole movie, the whole movie, you know, it's like it is what it is. But that 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 scene where he's able to do that. So, and he didn't get any ribs removed because you usually have to remove two ribs to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to get mine removed as well. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I just, just, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, well, I, okay. I, I, I definitely tried that when I was in my teens. <laughs> I, uh, and I succeeded to an extent. <laughs> it's, it's like the snake eating itself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, that's... But, um, but, so the example is then I'll have the cold shower. And it's quite funny now because I become quite not obsessed with habit taking, but it's like, how much can, how much can I get done? Because I don't want to lose too much sleep. Like if I have a gig and I know I'm going to be at bed because I haven't been working, I was like, I know I'm going to be asleep before 10. So I know I'll get my seven hours when I wake up, you know, like at 5.30. And so it's just interesting because the timing's everything. So like even then once I have that, I, you know, I want to take all my vitamins. Uh, I want to be able to, you know, be dressed. So when the kids wake up, I'm raring to go. And so it's so funny. It's like, well, I'm now, as I was pointing out to like a friend of mine, it's like, I can't wait to wake up in the mornings. Like I look forward to it. And it's kind of funny, the idea of really just wanting to have that mind switch that going to bed and waking up early rather than just going, I'm going to wake up early. Oh, fuck. Now it's like, I can't wait because that's yeah. my time. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is off the back of like having those days in the hospital recently where waking up in a bed that's not yours next to someone you don't know in a in a in a you know environment that's scary. And that's if you slept. Yeah, right. Cuz all the beeping and all the noises, like I think I mentioned it on the on the Patreon, there was one woman who lovely, right? Lovely, but was blind and then would sing to the toilet Drunk she, or blind. No, literally blind, like blind. And then when she needed to go to the toilet, she needed a nurse to help her, but she would sing as she would go to the toilet because she thought she could feel the vibrations and know where she's going like a whale. Oh, like, yeah, daredevil, yeah. (laughs) And I just remember at the time, I was like, everyone has to do what they need to do. But you're right, Dil. Like, I just have to close my eyes and just think every day just waking up and the highlight of the day was talking to someone new who was taking your bloods, which was painful. Mm, Brutal. 
Brutal. It's just like, so now, but now, hey, across from this studio, when was the last time I was in the studio? Across the, there are people having coffee. There are people mm. outside having coffee. It's, it's unheard of. It's incredible. Which, you know, it's, which I guess, nice way to kind of bring us into this next part of the chat, because I can't believe it's been 40 minutes and we still haven't talked about why the fuck I'm in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the, I am on day eight of quarantine and we have yet to talk to the listeners about it. Um, I know. Well, Patreon, you, you, you've heard it, but other listeners, you have not heard it. He's currently in Did quarantine. We, I mean, we really didn't even talk about it that much on Patreon. Uh, uh, all the episode with Dami, which we recorded while I was in quarantine. It was like the first day of quarantine. Anyway, the point is, it is day eight of quarantine. I'm in South Australia. Uh, I am here for um, uh, to do a gig. Uh, and really, it's basically I'm doing 14 days of quarantine for 15 minutes of stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh which sounds uh really ridiculous but of course the right. real reason yeah, is love ben it's because love. of love uh and uh i will uh hopefully by doing this 14 days here and being away from victoria and new south wales and high risk covid areas that um, by being in 14 days in a low risk area that I will fly into WA easily and be yeah. able to be with my partner who otherwise I might not get to see till March next year. Yep. So, you know, uh, there's no guarantees. It, it, is, no. Uh, it is a scary thing because I could do all of this and then I'm, I'm, out, I'm out on Friday the 29th and, you know, there could be some cases that blow up in South Australia that suddenly then the borders close to WA. Let's hope that yeah. doesn't happen. That hope it doesn't. But it's that thing of the what it's taught me is just that this whole COVID experience is really just reinforced. I mean, we've always known it, but we've never really been able to embrace it. So, so like grab the bull by its horns of accepting that life is uncertain. Like we always know it. We oh, always, yeah. we, we have so many stories that, uh, you know, we see with people getting hit by cars out of nowhere and blah, blah, blah. And getting, getting infections, getting infections, <laughs> getting hundred percent. Like, you know what I mean? Like all, all of that, like all, all we can do is just learn how to give ourselves the best shot. You know what I mean? That's how at least I'm looking at it going. I don't know whether I can get to WA or not yet but I'm going to try and give myself the best shot to do it. You know what I mean? And the best shot is to get this work exemption to come to South Australia, do those shows, and then um, and then go to WA, hopefully, uh, in a couple of days after. You know, I reckon so. you'll get there with a day to spare. I reckon. I reckon do you you'll mean? do it. You'll get you'll get across the border, and then then WA will be shitty. But I know I'm visualizing it right now. You make it across. You embrace. You're in love. Celebrate Christmas over there. And we'll see you in the new year. That's that's I'm 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 picturing it right now. If the things change though, like retrospectively, WA can change the rules. That happened to me last time. I don't know yeah. if you remember me telling you about it. I was on holiday in Margaret River, but because I'd arrived, um, the cutoff was May 16, 1201 yeah. a.m. and I arrived at 12:50 a.m., which means 49 minutes over. And yet Fuck. I and was that's in when you quarantine. did your back the first time, isn't it? Uh the day before. Yeah. So I did my back the next day. Just walk into the car park and went. <laughs> And I've been in strife since. Um, all right, so quarantine. Uh, here's what's going well. I think this is the the more I look at last year and the more I'm proud of last year. Sorry, the more I am in situations like this, the more I'm proud of how my efforts last year, because if nothing else, it taught me what are my must-dos, you know, to be yeah. well. And, uh, man, I'm on day eight, and I'm, I, for lack of a better word, fuck, I'm thriving. Like, I really am. 
I've, I've managed to maintain my meditation practice. I've maintained my cold showers, my, you know, work and learning and, and self-development exercise, uh, yep. eating well. I, I've been uh, posting on my social media, on Instagram specifically. Lots of delicious food. Yeah, lots of lots of whole foods again, you know what I mean? Lots of, uh, you know, heaps of veggies. I'm shitting so great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, admittedly, so come Saturday, which is tomorrow, I'll probably have a little blowout uh, just because I, I kind of want to make sure that I'm super kind to myself. Have you got I... a garden there? Or you just got a balcony? Uh, it's not a balcony. It's a uh, backyard. Oh, yeah. Okay, backyard, backyard okay, not dissimilar to yours. It's concrete floor, though, I think. Sorry, yeah. brick floors. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice little greenery. There's a, little, there's a bloody bird that pisses me off sometimes when I'm trying to meditate, meditate because every time <laughs> they flap their... They, it lives in this tree here in front of me and it goes between two trees. But the the flapping is so aggressive. like it, It's like it, something scared it. And I'm always just with my eyes closed, assuming it's coming to attack me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a magpie, um, something like that. Honestly, that's what it feels like. So unfortunately, I can't really do too much meditation in the morning out here as much as I'd love to. Uh, so I do the meditation inside. But um, uh, I think the key things for me is yeah, being able to. Oh, here's the thing. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I get this across. I think the number one thing that has made me uh, thrive in these last eight days is sticking to my rule about social media uh, ban until 11 a.m. Oh, like, 11. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, yeah. which is I was doing in Victoria as well. But um, And also still sticking to a routine. Like I think um, having Ben Knight talk to us on the Patreon episode about his, um, yeah. about his uh, uh, experience in quarantine, uh, I think my experience is, is massively different to someone hotel quarantining. Because hotel yeah. quarantining, you're very much confined and you don't have natural... Uh, very limited access to sunlight and things like that. Whereas I, I'm got, um, you know, I've got this backyard and that was by on purpose. I really spent a bit more so that I did have something like this to actually be out and about. And, you know, I have all my meals out here and, you know, it just makes you feel yeah, totally. less confined. Um, literally as we speak, I just got my, uh, message saying that my Woolworths is outside. So I better go pick that up soon. Yeah, no, because, totally. Especially if you've got frozen food, it's a uh, big, yeah, yeah, I've got like uh, so again with with the with with the Woolworths uh, order. Do you want to hear what I ordered yesterday for my Go. next week? All right, fucking broccoli, cauliflower, sauerkraut, <laughs> lentils, chicken, fish, um, you know, fresh. Uh, fucking uh, bloody psyllium husk. Um, you know, the only only thing that comes close to uh, you know do- dodgy is uh, seaweed snacks. <laughs> seaweed snacks, huge, yeah. now, huge in now, our family. Here's the thing. This podcast is primarily for you and me, and I want to use this moment to just give myself a round of applause for how much effort I've done to make this feel normal. Like, yeah. like it, 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 was, it, it wasn't like a... It was a no-brainer for me. It's like, oh, yeah, i got to get my veggies. i got to get my sakura. i got to get... Like, it, it, it was just so normal for me to order veggies and chicken and, and sorry and healthier options as opposed to two minute noodles pasta uh chips you know uh, uh um sausages and a fucking bacon and all these things like which I, by the way i had bacon as well at the start of the week but uh when i first got here i ordered fried chicken i got some pizza because i was like look I'm, I'm moving around i need to adjust myself totally. once i once i got into my once i established my little self i was like yeah let's stick to our little goals and and make sure that just because you're in quarantine doesn't mean you need to go backwards, you know? Yeah. So, and that has 
because I've linked my self-worth or self-esteem to choosing to prioritize my health, like I've, that has made me feel good about myself. The very act of the fact that I am prioritizing my well-being is improving my well-being. So it's like this compounding interest effect. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And and because like for me now, the idea of wasting a day uh, just playing video games and stuff. I brought the Nintendo, by the way, and I still haven't unpacked it. Um, yeah. I have, uh, I did give myself a nice day off on Wednesdays, a meeting that I had got canceled. I was like, cool, now I really don't have any work things. So today, all I'm going to do is work on this massive jigsaw puzzle, which by the way, is... The, one of the fucking hardest things I've I've ever played with, but um, <laughs> I did but, like that post when you had different containers for the different colors. I oh like my that. god, yeah, it's if, uh, it's called Wentworth, Wentworth Wood Puzzles. I had to order it from uh, the UK. Um, they're pretty expensive, but they're totally worth it because for starters, you know. I, I, a lot of people were hitting me up going, just start with the borders. I'm like, yes, that's what you'd normally do. But unfortunately with Wentworth, they have pieces that look like the borders. So the flat end that actually goes in the middle, right? So that's, for starters, you can't start with the borders. And secondly, uh, I mean, you can, but it's just a bit slower. And secondly, um, some of the pieces are just fucking animal pieces like possums and fucking wolves yeah. and, and, you know, uh, squirrels <laughs> or a teacup. And a tea and then one point I thought that it's, it's like a phone and turns out, no, it's the saucer that goes with the teacup that looks like a phone. And it's incredible. And I'm loving it. And that was like a great way for me to, 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 you know, shut down a bit. And while I'm doing that, it's not like I'm just, you know, listen, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to, um, you know, Audiobooks. So, Audiobooks. yeah, I just want to say, take a moment to pat myself on the back because I don't think we do that enough. No, uh, I, I, totally, I totally agree. Uh, big, big round of applause. And, and also to anyone who's listening who's had a bit of a win. If you have a bit of a win, like, you know, celebrate it. Like, I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. Like, mm. Dill just did it then, you know, give yourself, pat yourself on the back, you know. Sometimes these things are really hard, but when you do it for yourself, it's, uh, it's a pretty good feeling when you yeah. can actually achieve it. Well, I think, yeah, the key thing for me that the realization was that the the effort in changing was difficult, obviously shifting my, my um, habits from uh, unhealthy to healthy was hard. But because I put that work in over those last few years, that now it's not that hard anymore. Like because that yeah. habit became a lifestyle, that it's so nice to be at that position now where... I know that 14 days in a very uncomfortable environment of being alone and not being able to leave the house and, you know, isolated from, from loved ones in a, in a house that isn't even mine, you know, yeah. uh, in a state that isn't where I live, um, was going to be challenging. Maybe like just, just rewind five years ago, I would have been maggot this entire yeah. fucking time. Imagine like how drunk I would have been for these 14 days. And how much sadder would I felt like, you know, going I'm through it. So hungover. Whereas now day. it's like, there's very, you know, yes, I miss, you know, um, being able to, like, it's funny. It's funny to compare what life outside of this quarantine would be because Victoria is almost similar to what I'm doing now anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like that's until, what you were, it, kind of what you were doing. Yeah. At home. Yeah, like, like running, maybe running is the thing that I don't have access to and maybe going to the cafe to get coffee, you know, as in takeaway and talking to someone there, but still, um, you know, this is only 40 days and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really, this is a really big moment for me. 
No, well done, Dill. Uh, clap it out. Clap it out. Yeah. Man, man. Clap and it out. tune clap in next. Out. Tune into next episode where I talk about how I had a bre- <laughs> I lost my shit, had a breakdown, and yeah. you know ran into the streets don't... of Adelaide naked. <laughs> uh, before we go, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Uh, but again, uh, thank, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, just a couple of shout outs. Uh, we spoke a couple of months ago. There was a lovely couple uh, who have been listening to Fitbit for a long time. They had a baby uh, who was in Iku. Uh, came a little bit early. Iku uh, as uh, in intensive care unit for little ones and uh and uh but they sent me a lovely message of them at home with their little bundle of joy saying that they are happy and healthy so big shout out to you guys we love it uh that you listen and the other shout out i want to do is uh to focus pretty much on all the parents who uh dropped their kids off at school in the last two days um you deserve a massive Massive round of applause. Uh, you you have gone through hell and back the last two years. Uh, a lot of parents have, have reached out to me uh, asking you about uh, you know what to do with kids with mental health and stuff. And, and again, if you are struggling, you know, always go see your GP. They are also one of the examples to give great advice. But it is taking a toll on everyone. But today was a big celebration for the, for the parents to be able to drop their kids off at school again. And I know it's scary because you you're nervous about dropping your kids off because your kids aren't vaccinated, especially for kids under 12. But congratulations, you did the homeschooling, you kept your family together, and you got to drop your kids off to school. So I just wanted to you know, congratulate those people out there. Well done, everybody. This is huge. Uh, huge. Uh, Dilly, love you. Love um, you too, mate. And, uh, and Fitbedians, again, if you want to hit our Patreon, our Patreon uh, is climbing again, which is very lovely. Um, and uh, we've got people who uh, have really enjoyed Seren's last episode. So uh, if you want to see mm-hmm. it, five bucks a month. Um, and yeah, then it's a fantastic too- episode about Seren uh, entering um, how the pandemic led him to uh, self-development and back to spirituality. Which yeah, back to spirituality. Lost. Previous to that, we had uh, Tommy Dassel talk about video games, which is one of the funniest ones we've done. Yeah. Uh, there was David Quirk, where we talked about Wim Hof. So we've got some really really great they're really great a bunch of patreon episodes so now's a good time to jump on patreon because we are going to start prioritizing a bit more uh of that as well because um because now we have the time and you know we're not as in a bad headspace to try and (laughs) do do more than one podcast a week so fitbit uh, it's patreon.com slash fitbit pod uh for any patreon uh you can be a squash dog for five us dollars which is i think roughly about seven aussie dollars uh and uh ben lomas comic on instagram dilrook j for me on instagram yes check out master chef uh uh right by the way we didn't talk at all did we in the end about um I had to, that's amazing. All right, well, we have to, we have to put it. We're gonna to have to put a pin in it. Yeah, oh, I never get to do the that. puns. I never get to do yeah, the puns. Yeah, we'll we put a pin in it. Okay, um, cool. Again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And again, uh, if you do listen to the pod, share the pod with uh, of uh, mates. And also, we uh, really appreciate the reviews on iTunes. Uh, uh, take care, everybody. Love you all. See you, bye. Ow.